Hi, I'm Muriel. And I'm Nick. And after five years, we're retiring. Hella in your 30s. To celebrate the glorious end, we'll be unlocking the final few episodes of Hella from our Patreon. Uh, The whole back catalog episodes are going to exist for you on all your free podcast apps of choice. And we're going to be releasing one Hella style episode a month over at the Muriel's Murders Patreon. Plus... You can unlock 80-ish Patreon-exclusive Hella in your 30s for just $2 on the Hella Patreon. All of those links are in the show notes of this episode. And we will be continuing to release our true crime podcast, Muriel's Murders, for free each Wednesday. So you can check us out there. So we're going to be online until, until the internet blows up. We will be here for you. It's been an amazing journey. Yes. Please enjoy the show. I've been thinking about getting older And I've been worried about losing touch And it gets lonesome here in my feelings But then I listen to Nick and Muriel and I don't care so much Cause I know friends are lovely and I know that if we meet they'll say the same about you someday we all pass and the ones behind will raise a glass and they'll cheers and have a laugh looking back at what we used to do We got a episode about Yalapa for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Where we left you off last was at a crossroad in our life. A fork in the road is what I meant to say. And one thing is like, okay, we don't have COVID. We could fly home. The other thing is, is we've been trapped in this uh, apartment or whatever it was, condo. And we haven't had a vacation exactly because of all the things we talked about last week. So we decided time for a change of scenery, a change of pace. You know what I mean? It's time to switch things up. It's time for a little adventure. And we got a boat ride ticket to Yalapa. That's right. You know, because the only thing that we had to do right since the pandemic started is we've been podcasting all the time, yeah. you know? And so it's like, when do you get a chance to just be like, okay, I'm just going to go do this kind of this little side trip. Yeah. You know? Cause like when you go on vacation, a lot of the time you can't get more days off or spontaneously <laughs> do that. Yeah, yeah. But what we did was a hybrid of two things. We went still fully intending to be podcasting, <laughs> which of course was even more difficult on Yalapa. But yeah. We kind of get into that. So we go down to the docks. Yes. We go and buy a ticket. If you ever do that, mm-hmm. it's very fun, I think, because uh, what would fun be the right word? 
there's no like schedule. I mean, they said that there's a schedule. There's not really a schedule. And the and it's like, a little bit like Wild West in terms of like you go down there and you buy a ticket from a guy and then there are guys selling tickets and then they don't seem legit. And the guy goes, no, 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 I have a storefront. And you're like, OK, and then that makes well, it there's seem- a bunch of like aggressive ticket selling guys because <laughs> yeah. there's lots of different bolts. Right. And then you don't know who's like there's no official anything. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you're like, are these going to be like the timeshare guys <laughs> yeah, yeah you know right. what's going because everybody's dressed the same and everybody's mad at you and then also <laughs> trying to sell you a snorkeling package <laughs> yeah. and then this one guy was like i'm the guy you buy the ticket from me yeah and then we got the ticket we took a picture of the ticket and immediately lost the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but he let us know he was like the picture will work and i didn't believe him but it actually totally worked well i mean nobody cared it's like yeah. once you're on your lap are they like do you need to go back like of course <laughs> yeah. like we probably bought a round trip ticket yeah, right but then you can also give the guy money on the boat it's a very <laughs> like wild ass system it's the exact type of tourist experience where you're they're like no it's easy you just go do that and then but as an american no one's like holding your hand and there's no signs well or there's anything. no like official like pay at the boat like i'd rather <laughs> yeah. just pay like I would be fine paying the boat guy. Yeah, right. But like paying some guy who's in an alley with like a storefront <laughs> and like the boat doesn't have the same name as yeah. the storefront. Yeah. And he's like, give me a bunch of money. And yeah, you're like, right. okay, well, what? What? Yeah. But it worked. It worked. And he was actually pretty cool. He was. <laughs> Everyone he was told, actually He was cool. like, do you have money? And yeah. Nick was like, we were just like, what do you mean? And he's like, there's no ATMs on Yalapa. Yeah. Which is something that oh, I forgot about didn't this. even occur to us. So like we were like, oh, Okay, so we got in line for the boat because the boat can fill up and then you have to wait for the next seating, which is like an hour later. So I had all of our stuff and yeah. Nick just starts running to the ATM. <laughs> because the stupid ATMs in Puerto Vallarta right there only disperse U.S. dollars. All the ones oh, right in that vicinity. That. So you have to go to a bank that's like up and to the left, oh. one right by Playos Los Arcos, which I went to, which was being heavily guarded by federales with machine guns. That I saw. And because they were like working on it. And yeah. I was like, is that going to work? And the guy just stone cold didn't say anything and just shook his head no. So then I had to run even farther, did get some money, was able to make it back in time before the boat left. Yeah, but we were boarding and yeah. I had all these bags. I had like all of our luggage. So I was like rolling these bags and I was just like, and I don't think I had the ticket. Yeah. Like I had a picture of the ticket. I was just like, this is so, and the ticket came back is bright red, Sweaty. covered in sweat. Uh, I got our pesos. So the boat ride was actually pretty cracking. It was I would call it exhilarating. Yeah, they say it depends on the like type of like what time of like the type of weather. Yeah, you know, the so wind like wind and whatever. Right. Yeah. So I think we actually were doing it on a pretty calm day because he was able to kind of gun it. I mean, yeah. part there's a lot of stuff going on. Like one thing is, is that it feels very like it's not a big boat. Yeah, it's not like a ferry or something. It's like right. a like a maybe. Three times the size of, size of like, I don't know how many canoes would fit in there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like four rowboats. There's probably like 20 or 30 people on the boat. Yeah, but that's like pretty cramped. It was definitely cramped. And yeah. we had a lot of stuff with us. Like people had, you know, their uh, stupid suitcases like us. And, and they're, they were also bringing like cases of avocados and right, toilet food. seats and stuff yeah, over and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like supplies and stuff like that yeah. because there are no roads in or out of Yalapa. Of Yalapa. So right. everything has to come via boat. Yeah. And we get in and, you know, they're throwing all of our luggage. It worked out perfectly, but yeah. it's like you throw all the suitcases in one giant pile and everybody has to be honest. 
about yeah. getting your suitcase <laughs> yeah. back and like whose suitcase is whose. Um, it's very much an honor system. Most of this is like relatively like common sense honor system, which right. is how things should be. But right. it's, you know, I just am used to like having things that when it's a hot iron, they're like, don't touch hot, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. but we're like riding in this boat and <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. But what I did notice was that the guy was messing around with just like gunning the engine and then the guys in the back were laughing. Yeah. They're like, go, go, go. And then they would like, re- like go hella fast. And then like, the guy in the front would look over his shoulder like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And we we're just like, bow, 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 <laughs> yeah. like bouncing over these waves. Yeah, yeah. And going like pretty fast. It felt fast to me. Yeah. Everybody was like, whoa, and like <laughs> yeah. laughing. And then he'd slow down and everybody would be like laughing. Everybody in the middle would be like laughing yeah. nervously. Yeah, right. And then the one guy's like, that's annoying. And then the other guy's like, watch me do it again. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so there's a lot of that. Uh, apparently, you can see whales sometimes. We did not see any whales, which I think I'll just go ahead and be thankful for. But we did go through a school of dolphins. Yes, which that is was very exciting. Cool. Which you were the first to notice, which doesn't surprise me because you're my nature girl. I you know. always notice things. You I- go, ooh, dolphins, and everyone going, oh, and then. But you just saw like the tip of one little fin or something. There was like a little moment where there was uh-huh. like the like four tips. Yeah. You know, but nothing really happened. It was like yeah. it looked like a little porcupine under uh-huh. the water. Uh-huh. But I definitely it was like the water's weird right now. And then there was a big ass school of dolphins that surfaced. Uh um, yeah, that was I like that you give me credit for things like that. It's very sweet. You, you do I mean you're you're always the one. You'll find twenty five four leaf clovers in a we'll just be walking and you'll look down and see a four leaf clover. <laughs> or you'll just be like, What? What's that? And you'll go up on a branch and there'll be like some crazy beetle. Uh. You know? <laughs> You've always been good at that. Your grandma knows it too. Everyone knows it. Uh. So we got there and then the guy who's sort of like the main sort of like carnival huckster guy you know which i felt i got kind of mixed vibes from him i felt like i was like i really like him and felt like he was very capable on the boat like, yeah good but then i also was like got this feeling like he was trying to figure out where our airbnb was kind of like in this way that there's I- definitely a like where are you guys staying kind of vibe from lots of people in yalapa that i don't necessarily i this is how i interpreted it there's people who go there for different lengths of time, right? Yeah, right. So a good amount of people on that boat were just going for the day. Right. Because we got the first one in the morning, and it's like you go over in the morning, people just spend the day on the beach and then go back that night. Yeah. Then there's people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm staying here for three days. I'm staying here for a week. We were there for like nine days, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think depending on your answer, they try to sell you different things. Uh-huh. They try uh-huh. to offer you different experiences. Right. So he's like, where are you? Well, and we had all the luggage. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And I, he was being nice, but I think he also wanted to, he wanted to sell us weed. Well, like the whole know? thing was very, like, that's the funny thing about, you know, like the funny thing about getting into Yalapa was like, yeah. we've talked, we talked about this a little bit on our other podcast yeah um so if you're a double dipper many apologies but like you know when you come in on the boat (laughs) the first thing you see is like you dock into this like you know straight out of like um san francisco or portland or no it's like a santa monica vegan hippie breakfast cafe right exactly it's like it's very like you know like you can say there's like a flair of island something, but yeah. I mean, it's clearly just like, you know, an American hippie cafe. Yeah, it's like free Wi-Fi. Right. And the, and you, so you dock and that's the first thing that you see. And then it's like a lot of people kind of hanging out, yeah. you know, and wanting to know 
where you're going, but it is under some sort of pretense, like yeah, like either you're gonna get a porter to help you carry your bags, yeah. or you know you're going to you maybe you don't have a place to stay, and they're gonna try to get you, to, you know, right? Or maybe you really are staying one that's like pretty far down the river, and you need an ATV ride, right? And yeah. so then they're gonna call their yeah. friend and get yeah. that guy that business, right? You know, so like it's helpful, but then it also is like it felt very. Like a, just a lot of people want to know where you're staying. Right. A lot of people want to know where you're <laughs> yeah. staying. And then all just like, like these kind of, I don't know how to explain this. I guess it's just like, like this hippie contingency. It's like living on the Island. Yeah. That's been there for so many years. So yeah. they also feel like ownership over the yeah. Island. But like that's, but they coldly don't have ownership. Right. Exactly. So there's like these two kind of worlds that yeah, you're walking right. into and they kind of, to me, they feel like they clash in a way where I was like, let me get my bearings before I tell anyone anything. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like I yeah, literally yeah, yeah. was just like, okay, like I close, I just, it was like an instinct from like, I don't know, like living. I think it's an instinct from just living in bigger cities or yeah. something like that where you walk in and you're, you just feel like everybody's kind of a little bit like there's too much agenda. Yeah. And yeah I don't yeah, exactly yeah. know what's going on. Right. So I just be like, I'm fine. I am fine. I have an iPhone. Yeah. I can contact my Airbnb host yeah, yeah. and I'm going to go walk. You <laughs> yeah. know? And I was like, I'm good. I'm good. You know? Yeah, totally. And it was like, that's kind of shitty in a way. Cause people are, are genuinely like the ATV yeah. thing is real. There are right. places you could rent that we couldn't really walk to with our rolly bags. Like, right. Or we think it's close and it's actually not close. Right. It's yeah. a little bit of a, of a crapshoot as to try to navigate the town. Yeah. And how big it actually is. Right. Which it's super teeny, which I kind of want to break down the, uh, physicality of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but go ahead, finish your thought. I mean, I know well, what you're it. getting. We were just at, like, yeah. it was just funny. Cause I was like, I, I just, you you're know, like, you welcome like, to this hippie paradise. And you're like, everyone take five steps back. Please. I know. Everybody just, <laughs> I, I need to figure out where I am yeah. right now. You okay. Know? So Yulapa is, is centered around a beach, right? That's like what it's known for. This like gorgeous beach, right? Which is like a big sand beach. And then on one side, there's actually is a dock over there. And there was a, I guess, historic hotel called Lagunitas. And it well, was. I, I think you can kind of pick, like, sorry, but I feel yeah. like you can kind of picture it like a bay or something. Uh -huh, right. So if you look at, think of it at like a horseshoe, you, yeah. you dock in and the whole left side of the little horseshoe is yeah. like abandoned, fancy Palapa based hotels, right? Right. It was this hotel called Lagunitas, which was the hotel on Yalapa has been abandoned and I guess is being renovated now. Right. But, but that borders looks... like one, the left part of the horseshoe. Right. The left, the left part of the horseshoe. Yeah. And, and it seems like the most attractive place to have, you know, hotels and stuff yeah, like right. that, but it really does look legit burnt out at this like, point and there's people like nodding off inside yeah. the i mean there's like a there's you can tell from the boat yeah without even seeing people yeah. that that's like a burnt out no that's shady. Zone. like yeah. it looks shady yeah right so that's the left side of the horseshoe and most of it like at the left yeah. third and yeah. then the middle third is the big famous beach and that's and, lined right. with like you know bars and rest restaurants and stuff and like right. that's where the paragliding is yes. and like the main attraction and a lot of these day tripper boats 
will actually land there right. in the center to drop right. people off. And it's really fun. That's where they basically, this is they have this same kind of situation in Puerto Vallarta where there's these bars that are kind of back away from the waves, and you know, in restaurants basically. And then yeah. as you get closer to the waves, there's like tables and then there's beach chairs with umbrellas. And what you do is you basically sit at a beach chair with the umbrella and a lot of them will bring you towels, but then you have to order from that bar. Right. And that's sort of how the beach is controlled more or less. Right. And you can kind of go back and forth. So like if you lie on the beach, mm-hmm. on the beach chair, this is what I like about the Yalapa beach. It's mm-hmm. different than Puerto Vallarta. Uh, in some ways is like the beach chairs, every restaurant has beach chairs. Yeah. And then you can have a drink and they'll start a tab. Yeah. And then if you decide like, hey, we're going to move in to go eat at a table. Yeah. Which is kind of recommended because there's hella dogs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like then you can kind of like just move like depending on your mm-hmm. needs or if you want to get out of the sun or whatever, you can start to move like back into different sections of the restaurant. Yeah. And right. get all the way back and be in the in the shade. Totally. You know, and be sitting upright, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's a really cool configuration. It's great. Okay. And then the other side of which, the horseshoe which is like where the main dock is now it, that's the part of town that is town yeah so and then if you're on the beach the way you get to that is actually up this crazy ass steep uh staircase right so if you land on the beach yeah. it's actually like kind of a trek yeah. because you also have to kind of cross at low tide yeah to get to the other sandbar there's a river right. basically right and then you cross at low tide and across this little river and then you go underneath all these buildings and then up a long staircase and then it lands you in a dirt road right. and if you which is the one road in yalapa right and it's just a <laughs> like it was made with a bulldozer like yeah. way back in the day yeah. and it's the only road that just like kind of leads to all the towns down the river yeah and then the other opposite is like down the river towards the waterfall away from town is yeah. like where most of the like yalapa natives like live right and then if you go back into town that's like where most of the tourists and expats are right yeah and that's where all the restaurants are and the stores and all that kind of stuff and it really is a one road town yeah like like it's, it's hardcore and it's really cool and our airbnb was like right in the thick of it yeah so we get off the boat and you walk kind of through and we're getting the lay of the land you know it's pretty crazy like in terms of just you know, some concrete is poured here, some of it's dirt, some, like, it's obviously, like, yeah, the, right. it was just, like, the town was just kind of, like, built as it went, so, like, yeah. there's crazy angles, and there's ATVs, like, going really fast, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. all kinds of crazy crap, and we walk through, like, a basketball court, and, like, mm-hmm, by this mm-hmm. other thing, and we get up to the road, and we realize, like, oh, our, Air, you know, like, we were looking for our Airbnb, but our yeah. Airbnb was just, like, a house. I mean, it was probably what a five minute walk from the dock <laughs> yeah 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 for sure it was right there and uh okay so it was i'm telling you this is like we're saying atvs and it feels kind of crazy but it really is like in the jungle yeah and it's secluded and you go there because it's not the city yeah because it's this whole other experience and it so, really is so <laughs> it totally is but uh Across the road from us where our Airbnb was, there was like a dance hall kind of situation. And then besides that, like on the other side of that is basically the cliff and then the 
water and beaches down there. So we're really close to the waves yeah. and the water and everything, yeah. even though we're high, we're above it. Yeah. We're not far from it. And uh, we're just going to take you to a recording of our first night in Yalapa. Welcome to the most isolated, remote, quiet, jungle village in all of Mexico. Something is happening. We don't know what it was. Okay, so for a while, there was uh, like... Here it goes. We know this song. Do we? Oh, hell yeah. This is the hit. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for a while, this was happening, plus two dueling brass bands. And... There is also a fake fire, uh, not fire, police officer thing going on. Which a siren. Is, yeah, it's like sounds like they're like, we're bringing up the party. And they're like, side, no, we're not. So I think it's a quinceanera. I don't think it's a wedding. We tried to pop in. <laughs> we tried you were uh, not invited. We were not invited, but they weren't mean or anything. No, no, we look, if you look right there, I think that she's like might be having her dance. Where? Oh, she just moved. Anyways, it seems like everyone's watching her dance. You can kind of tell some. Anyways, never mind. To me, it's just hilarious that we're literally in the quietest place on the planet Earth. Well, there are all these four-wheelers, like, driving around that are fighting with each other and, like, honking and beeping. And you cannot hear them because the band is so loud. There we go. Uh, we're also standing on our balcony, which we are dangerously close to falling off the edge of. So we are not. <laughs> I feel like you are. Oh. <laughs> that, my friend, is a different story. All right. All right well, we're gonna go play our favorite game in the world, unicorns. And uh, I don't know. We have a bunch of shit we're supposed to do in the morning that we're not doing. Yes, we are. <laughs> I swear to God, this noise. I could sleep to this a million times better than I could sleep to our neighbor below us stomping around. This I know, but I feel I like, like you're this. bragging and it's not attractive. How is that a brag? You know, I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's it. Uh, so like the people inside the hall, Muriel and I were obviously kicking it. Uh, we were just... God. We're having so much fun. I mean, those first few days were actually still stressful because we were trying to figure out how to get the podcasting done. And then it was somewhere in there, like maybe the second or third day, we were just like, we have to pull the plug on this. Well, week. I couldn't get it was the same issue over and yeah. over again. The Internet wasn't working and then I couldn't get any. You know, I was just like, we we're trying so hard. And yeah. after like the third day of just staying in the room yeah. and taking breaks to go have dinner, yeah. I was I, I got I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was like and the first second get there it seemed like you could do research for the murder podcast like on the beach and it's like clearly that's not gonna yeah, work nothing, out you know what yeah, I, mean? I made a very bad set of plans and i'm trying to follow <laughs> through them to mixed results leading into me just having a complete meltdown nick was just like we're gonna just stop <laughs> yeah we're just going to be chilling uh, from here on out yeah so okay so we're across the street from the dance hall which you know is also it's so interesting what Yalapa is like now in 2022 because when I went there back in the 90s with my parents there was no power they didn't get power a power grid until 2001 right and we I know we cover that history more in the Muriel's murders episode about Yalapa but it's just like so different how like 
everything has Wi-Fi and there's Airbnb. And our Airbnb was hilarious too because it was in right in town and it's like a totally nice layout. But it was just needed uh it just needed to be lovely. Like it just no, needed it was, a... it was like so funny. It was th- it was two stories and but this is kind of I think the what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's right. hard to explain I had this amazing time there yeah. and it felt, but I, I think I, I thought I was in for something different. Uh-huh. And then what I was like, what it ended up being felt very interesting. Yeah. Me. Right. You know, I was, it was very like, uh, I felt like an interloper, mm-hmm. you know, I really genuinely did in the way that like I didn't in Puerto Vallarta, which yeah. is kind of a thrilling feeling, you know, mm-hmm. of like not really, what is the lay of this land? It's very, there's a lot, obviously like there's some tension. I thought like just between people on yeah. the Island yeah. and between, you know, certain groups treating tourists in one way and certain like groups of people treating them in a different way. Mm-hmm. And there was just a little bit of like, lawlessness Mm -hmm. that felt kind of crazy because you can't leave right and there are no police there's There's no no actual i think that's been intermittent yeah so like there have been police then there weren't any police and the police were coming in from el tuido which is like inland yeah and so it was very it has a history of some police Mm -hmm. but i think at the time we were there talking to other people they were like oh you have to report the crime either almost all the way back out at the airport by yeah you know, Puerto Vallarta, or you can go to El Tuido, which is also like, I think you have to take a boat to to Boca Boca. and then take like a bus. Yeah, you do. Like all the way in 12 miles or something to El Tuido to then report. Yeah. But like if somebody, if something terrible is happening, like in the moment. There's nothing. There's no hospital. There's no hospital. There's no clinic. And there's no like 24 hour boats. You know what I mean? Like if you fell down and broke your leg and you were out somewhere, there's no, like, there's a chance no one would find you. Right. You know, like, it's it's a pretty, it is wild in that way. Yeah. But at the same time, there's ATVs and free Wi-Fi. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. there's all these, like, kind of impressions. <laughs> and acai bowls. Right. <laughs> Whatever it's there's called. There's, like, the impressions of this sort of 2022 yeah. civilization yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And I think it lulls you into a false sense of security where you think, oh, well, they're not going to, like... I'm not going to get bit by a dog. Right. And if I do, you know, like we, we have talked about this in our other podcast, but yeah. like, you know, we ran into a couple, they were walking down to see a waterfall and they got attacked by a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the owner just kind of like looked at them and they were like, well, nobody cares. And yeah, like right. there was no one to report it to. And yeah. now they're afraid because there's dogs everywhere. Right. And the game has changed. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. like in Sicily, you know, there's there's cats. I mean, I've been to lots of places where there's, you know, either wild dogs or like like community dogs or community animals. You well, know in Puerto Vallarta it's all about the cats. Yeah. And in Yelop it's all about the dogs. Right. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. And some of them are like big and some of really them are big. tiny and, yeah and some of them are tiny but i mean some yeah. of them are big big like yeah. 80 pound dogs yeah that are like giant bull mastiff looking <laughs> yeah. i mean like there's definitely yeah, dogs yeah. where like you don't know if they're food aggra- like everybody seems cool and you've been to enough places where it's like cool yeah but then you realize like oh that guy got bit and there's no way for us to get to a hospital if something happened right so it's a very odd thing like needle to thread in this way because it is relaxing yeah and there's this like drumbeat of like nothing happens here this is a very 
like crimeless, peaceful community. Yeah, you can smoke a joint on the beach, bro. Right, but there is this kind of like other thing obviously happening. Mm -hmm. Like we got we got to our Airbnb and we walked up the stairs, and the first level of our Airbnb is like like a flat, you know, Mm -hmm. with probably maybe like a three or four room flat. Yeah, and it's totally abandoned and burnt out like the windows are broken and it's boarded up but it's like prime real estate yeah you know and it's not even remotely being developed right like there's no signs or anything it's just like been abandoned it's broken apart you go up this like little walkway and it's could be like a really beautiful little garden it's like you know there's all all this space for that and there's just dog shit everywhere along this grass so it's like okay you're walking in there's like crazy ants and like you know bugs you feel like it might be scorpion territory (laughs) there's all this dog poop and then this burnt out building and then our airbnb airbnb was on top of that yeah and it was huge it was like like for like it was cheap it was huge you could see the ocean you had a full kitchen refrigerator obviously plumbing wi-fi uh, this fat ass balcony that overlooked the dance hall you guys just heard yeah and Uh, like the whole ocean i mean beautiful view and a big fat balcony yeah and then on top of the whole thing on the rooftop right above our ceiling right above our ceiling is a concrete floor and you can see forever you can like yeah. see all across. It's like the most incredible view and none of it's been like, you know, it's one there's of just rebar things. sticking out the top of it. Like, yeah. you, like you put, you could, even if you were to leave the rebar sticking out and put cool, like potted plants around it and then put a little fence on the roof of this thing. So just to keep people from falling off, I guess. And then you put chairs out there and make it nice. Like it was just the craziest thing in our Airbnb. It was like the walls were like a dingy yellow. It was really like, it was kind of just like, um, if somebody had a place that they were almost throwing furniture, I know that's yeah. a weird thing, but that's like how it felt. If like, like if you had a bunch of Airbnbs yeah. and then you had like one place where you were kind of like, <laughs> oh, I'll put the old table in there. Oh, I'm going to take out that, yeah. move it out, put all the old pots and pans. It's like a very cheap facelift away from being the most glorious Airbnb in the world. Yeah, like they have this massive balcony yeah. and there's nowhere to sit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I texted our lady and I was like, do you guys have like... A table like or patio furniture or <laughs> yeah. a table or something i was like because like the balcony is one of the biggest features of the whole thing yeah. you can't sit out there. yeah right so it was like they they were really cool they like bought it brought us a little plastic table from yeah. a different airbnb but it was very funny it's like i think you could probably invest like five hundred dollars and then and like i don't know maybe two months and then you'd have the whole place if we would bling that like place tropical, out so hard. It would just be like a legit paradise. Muriel and I were like, I wonder if we can contact them and say, if we live here, can, will you uh, let us live here for like two months for free and we'll make it nice. Right. I was, but I mean, I don't know. I had lost the will for that immediately. <laughs> but, but it was like this yeah. funny thing where, you know, there is this like kind of push and pull within the community that I've read about, about yeah. like whether or not to, um, fully like make it a tourist destination yeah. and how much are they trying to preserve yeah and when i was reading about that you know politically there's a lot of a clashing when it comes to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like what's going to preserve it and make it this beautiful kind of like untouched 
by time beach town yeah. versus like Puerto Vallarta, right? Right. And there's some things about it that are still very rustic, but now they've added things into it that kind of give you the impression that like, like either it should be a little safer or, you know, like it, it's this, it's in this odd in between mm-hmm. place where like, yeah. And our Airbnb was the perfect metaphor yeah, for that. Yeah. It's very, it's really interesting. Oh, man. Okay. So the other thing Yalapa is super famous for, which is my personal heaven is their cream pies. And they just make them, they sell them on the beach. They sell them in little, on, in, on stands and tables set up when you walk around town. Yeah. And they're, it's unreal how good they are. This is, I don't, I'm just jam driving that into this. I, know, I just need really people to know <laughs> that the pies in Puerto Vallarta are amazing. Yalapa. Yalapa. Yeah. And I um, fully took advantage and they were, they just blew my mind. I well, just, I think they come from a lady who's the original pie lady. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like all different kinds of ladies that yeah. sell pie. And yeah. like some of them are from Costco. So you do have to kind of like keep an eye out. Cause <laughs> yeah. people will be like, no, it's from Costco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know, but so, but a lot of them are homemade and you can tell they're homemade. And Nick was just like getting pies from every woman that he saw <laughs> yeah. and then giving them so many compliments. And the women were just like, who is this guy? He loves pies so I love much. I love it. It was amazing. Also, the place right next to our Airbnb had legit the best tacos I personally have ever had in I my life. I think they had the best burritos also. They had like the best food. And I gave those one- women so much props too. I took a photo of them. I was like, you guys are like next level. Yeah, that was one that felt like the most like what I was expecting out of Mm -hmm. Yalapa Mm -hmm. in a sense like it was like owned by people from Yalapa and that was it was like really this really warm place and it was obviously like a family place you know a lot of people were coming in with their families that were locals yeah and there was just like you know music and the tv's going and it's casual and there's yeah. like you know there's a bar and it's like christmas lights and it was yeah it was just it's only open some days and not open other days and then it was just closed randomly. like <laughs> i i won't throw any names under the bus of restaurants because i thought all the food was pretty good but i will say that the places that the uh, excited gringos most full-heartedly recommended were my least favorites except of. for the one at the dock i thought that that one was oh the hippie spot yeah. Yeah. we went back there a bunch of times <laughs> in the best pancakes on the planet hey man santa monica cafe's got it going on it was you know? really good uh, okay yeah okay. but that was probably like some of the best food in the on the island and it was just so you know obviously the other places were like, you're waiting for, you know, a table or they're totally packed. Yeah. And this place was kind of more like easy to get into every night. Yeah. But they had the best food. It was crazy. It was so good. Okay. So then the other thing, speaking of gringos that Muriel and I started noticing popping up around town were these signs stapled to telephone poles for a writer's group meeting. Yes. Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. on the patio of such and such restaurant. There's a writer's meeting. And because the the spirit moved us, Muriel and I went. I haven't gone to like a writer's meeting and I mean, I feel like since I was in college, I mean, it's been a long time, probably yeah. 10 years or something like that, yeah. that I've been to like a creative fiction writing thing. Yeah. We were trying to figure out like, we were walking around and we were just trying to figure out who lives here. Yeah, right. What is this? Yeah. Who printed this piece of paper out on their home printer, their inkjet printer at home? Like, you know, the, the things they were stapling, yeah, the right. signs. You know, yeah. you. I was just like, if we show up, is there going to be anybody there? And 
like what's this expat community like because that's obviously such a huge part of like it's interesting because I think when you talk about preservation of Mm -hmm. the culture Mm -hmm. that contingent that expat contingent that's been there for like the last 80 years or so like that they fully consider what they're doing on the island as a part of preserving the culture. Right. So like the yoga retreat, yeah. granola, <laughs> like writer's meeting, yeah. you know. The um, museum, which is kind of just the photographs of this one woman, this one pillar of the community. Right. And yeah. and like, you know, uh, writings of other Americans who had Canadians impacts. who had impacts <laughs> yeah. in the yeah, community. Right, you know, like yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. skewed toward at least from the outside eye, yeah. maybe we missed stuff. There's definitely artifacts and stuff, but anything that describes the island and the history of the island and the yeah. culture of the island is written by Americans or Canadians. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like, there's no, you know, it doesn't feel like that's like, like Yalapa as a community got together and made a museum that reflected <laughs> like culture yeah. in the area. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, it's it's interesting. It's like, I think, that's definitely a big part of it's included in preservation. So we're like, okay, well, who are you? What is this? So we go to this writer's meeting and freaking surprise, surprise. There's like 12 people there. It's that's big for people who don't know about creative things. It could have been three. And I'd been like, there's pretty good turnout today. I mean, that's like more people than have seen like any of our improv shows in the last five years. That's an overstatement. (laughs) Don't give me telling people. I mean, I understand your point, but. (laughs) <laughs> just improv okay <laughs> but anyway so we went and we were like that's a like it's a big ass group of people yeah for that kind of thing and uh most of everyone was were like boomers sort of like that um uh generation of people there were a couple there was like a couple gen xers and then we did meet a buddy uh we came we came away with a friend we'll get to harris in a second uh but these people were like dedicated to this writer's group. Well, there's two things going on. Yeah. There's maybe three. <laughs> there's a lot of fun. There was a lot of There's like 15, 20 things going yeah, on. Yeah. So we all sat down and immediately there's tension. Yeah. Right. So like what? <laughs> and it's like, it's so dumb because we're like, this is our first time going and yeah. we could figure out everything just fine. Yeah. And then you have people who've been going to this writer's meeting forever and they're just like completely baffled by everything. <laughs> yeah. So like this woman who's running the group, uh, her name is Paloma. She, um, has like, I don't know, it's like not a speech impediment, but it's basically like a wavering in your voice. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it is like speech. a tremor. A, it's kind of like a tremor. And yeah. so it's a, it's a pretty distinct tremor yeah. that like you have to listen carefully to what she's saying. She doesn't have a lot of volume. Doesn't have yeah. a lot of volume. And also, um, the tremor is like, if it makes sense, the waves are really long. So yeah. uh, I don't know how to explain it. That sounds so dumb, but like, yeah, right. Like when you're listening, you really have to like dial in. Yeah. But I've never met her. Yeah. I was sitting pretty far away and I just looked at her and listened and I could figure out what the prompts were. Right. And, and cause she's making sense and everything is, well, her prompts were fantastic. Yeah, right. I thought she had excellent prompts and yeah. she, she structured the writer's meeting beautifully. Yeah. And like, I got a lot out of it. Yeah, like, and the way that she did it, I made me really like not very self-conscious just yeah. to like let go and write something. Yeah. Um, and it was really interactive and there were all these, like the prompts were, you know, collective. Yeah. So we were like passing paper back and forth and adding each other's it was ideas. Fun. It was so fun. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but the whole time, people are just like, what? What did you say? What did she say? Wait, you mean what? Yeah. They were just like on her and on each other. And then we were going around reading. Yelling. And this guy was like, you were supposed to describe what you liked about your body in one word. And there was a dude from like the Netherlands who gave like this really long sentence. And then this guy who had already been on top of everyone for like needing to follow the rules was like, give us a word, give us a word. <laughs> and like pressuring him. And the guy was like, I don't know, flow of life. And he was like, <laughs> flow of what? Light? Flow of what? What? I can't hear you. Like, Whoa, bro. Well, I think at one point, Nick just wrote in big letters. Like, because one guy was just yelling about how he couldn't understand. I think it was that. It was that. And then you just wrote life in huge letters and then, like, held it up. <laughs> yeah, all right. He's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and, like, one of the rules is you're not supposed to be an asshole. Like, that's what they talk about at the yeah. beginning. They're like, be really patient with each other. Yeah, like, right. no judgment. Yeah, yeah. And they were just locked and loaded, man. They were like, we won't judge each other's writings, but I will judge your behavior Every step of the way. Fan, I mean, it was like, are you guys supposed to be like hippies? Expat, relaxed hippies? They're like on each other. It was And so then intense. we were like doing notes. And then because of the way it went, Muriel went first. And then anyways, as soon as I opened my mouth, like um, not give notes, like feedback. Yeah. Like non-judgmental feedback. The lady stopped me mid-sentence and was like, um, it's really supposed to be, a, be about her writing and not your personal story. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I understand. It's like, I'm. I am talking about writing. I was like, your writing was good. What do you want from me? I don't know. I was, I was explaining why I related to what you did because what you wrote was powerful. Right. You know? And they were like mad at you immediately. <laughs> like you did feedback in the wrong way. And like during the free write, we were sitting there and this guy. Just, the same guy, the flow of life guy who I had to write it out for. God, so he, he started answering his phone and we're like free writing. So if you've ever done this, if you're not familiar, like you do these types of like usually in a creative writing group or whatever, yeah. you'll start out with some prompts. And then at some point in the session, you get like a solid 20 or 30 minutes to write, right? Yeah. Maybe it's 15, but a lot of times right. it's a big It's like now we're quiet and everyone writes. And everyone's quiet. Yeah. This is, that's like the big thing. We all focus and we're quiet and we're just working. The point in the meeting where we're actually doing the writing. Right. And this guy just decides it's the perfect time to answer the phone at the table <laughs> and then yell into his cell phone. <laughs> and everybody around the table, table just keeps going like, Hey, I can't remember. They're like, hey, Bob, just just hang up. Just hang up. Go away. Just hang up. Walk away. Walk away. <laughs> they're all like yelling it. And I was like, well, this is more distracting yeah. than it was before by yeah. a lot. So then he gets up and he just walks like eight feet away and continues yell talking into the phone about a thousand pesos or whatever. And then they're just like, further, go further, further away, Bob. And then he freaks out. He like stores back to the table and gets all his papers. Like, I'm never coming back to this meeting again. You know, some of us have lives here. Unlike you guys, I'm never coming back again. And he storms off and they go, he says that every month. I know. I It was so <laughs> wild, man. I was like, I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, okay, cool. And... <laughs> Uh, I wrote. I wrote a story. I like loved my story, yeah, and it yeah. was. And you wrote a great story. Yeah, yeah. It was just like it was very interesting. So we made a friend. Okay, so we made a friend. His name is Harris, and he's, he's a real writer. He's a digital nomad who is living in Yalapa, being attacked. Well, not attacked, but being infiltrated by bats every night. 
He had one bat that lived in his house. And I'm like, I always just say stuff to people. Yeah. Like I was like, <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, I've got a bat in my pull up and I don't know how to get it out. And I was like, listen, bat bites don't leave a mark. And if it bites you and you get symptoms of having rabies, it's going to be too late for you. It's like, <laughs> was Miro's like, really? like you, know, you know the bats, you don't even feel the bats when they bite you. They don't they leave a mark and you can't feel them and they bite you in your sleep and you'll get rabies and and then it's too late and you'll die. And then I Googled it later. <laughs> it's just I, like he was, so scared. Well, he be- I mean, he believed me, but also like I am telling what I, I read some National Geographic <laughs> yeah, thing that's yeah, like yeah. never fall asleep with a bat in your cabin. Yeah, yeah. Even though like I've done that before. But like they're like, don't do it because you don't know if you're gonna get rabies yeah so i was like i'm just passing this along to you <laughs> the bat may not be harmless so just like don't get caught by this bat and he was just like ah damn i did not know that <laughs> and then later i googled it and i came back and i was like so man just so you know uh there hasn't been like an instance of rabies on your lap and like a really long time <laughs> <laughs> okay so harris is our homie and uh we're in contact with him and he left us a voicemail okay so um harris also sent me a little note about the preface that he'd like for this story okay great okay so he's wanted to be clear Uh uh-huh this is inspired all caps by johnny bananas okay but almost everything in this story is fiction he wants to make that clear okay johnny (laughs) bananas is a real man in a real yalapa and if you go to cafe bahia which is the place of the great pancakes yeah before 11 or the beach bar after 11 then you can meet him and hear his stories for yourself but almost everything in the story is a fabrication except that he's an artist in his 80s and losing his vision i wrote the story in the writing club which we were in yes that's where we met and i'm sharing it verbatim let me tell you about johnny bananas he arrived on the shores of the in 1967 one of the first white people to make it He showed up haggard and bleary-eyed, one foot on the bow, even though the captain repeatedly told him to get down. Johnny never listened. John Bananas arrived with one bag in hand and a ton of emotional baggage in tow. In that bag, he had six shirts, one pair of cargo shorts, a paintbrush, and a glasses case. He didn't even have a toothbrush. So it goes with Johnny Bananas. If he doesn't have it, he was never meant to, and if he needs it, then surely the tide would bring it in. Nobody knew the real truth behind John Bananas. He showed up as mysterious as ever. We know a few things about him. He spent time in a Haitian prison. He created the logo for the popular surf company O'Neill. He made friends and then bitter enemies with each member of the Beach Boys, except Dennis. As the years went on, he saw the island of Yalapa morph and develop, from a small, pristine haven to now more of a bustling carnival. He snarled at kids and chased away dogs. He got the name Johnny Bananas from the locals either because they perceived he was loco or because of his diet, which seemed to consist almost entirely of banana bread. Maybe that sugar was the cause of his erratic mood swings. John had seen a lot in his day, so much so that in his 80s he started going blind. Perhaps he saw too much, and as if being overworked and underpaid, the ice started to shut down, to simply say no ma. By day, John would drink Pacifico beer and stare into the ocean's horizon, his vision fading with the light of day. When people asked about his eyes, he'd give a flippant, dismissive answer. But deeply, John was terrified. It's not just the eyes you lose, he thought, but the ability to capture and create new memories. John always relied on his eyes. They were his moneymaker. A visual artist his whole life, he'd paint what he'd see, the colors, the leaves, the sand beneath his feet. John never saw widespread commercial success. His paintings looked like art, they said, but they never felt like it. 
One day, John was lying in bed, looking up at the ceiling, a big brown blur going in a swirling motion. That was a fan, said the connection between his eyes and his brain. But as he looked, relying less on his eyes, he stopped seeing and instead began to notice. Does air feel like as it hits your lungs, as it moves across your skin, as it tickles the small hairs on your 80-year-old legs and brushes the tops of your toes? An inner world opened for John a man still relying on such a small proportion of his body to inform such a large part of his world. And with that, a new set of senses began to emerge. There's something beyond seeing that's within the human being that's far more powerful than the two fleshy organs in your skull. And for the first time, John experienced it, the most essential ingredient for any artist. It wasn't seeing, it was vision. I absolutely love him describing like the new school current state of Yalapa as a bustling carnival. Yeah. I feel like that's actually a, a really good that, way to yeah, put it. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and now just for fun, uh, we're just going to throw you with another little check-in clip uh, <laughs> that we recorded on just one of these nights in Yalapa. Well, I really hope you guys can hear this guy singing in our otherwise silent Mexican paradise. <laughs> can you hear that? This guy's been trashed and just scream singing for hours now. So the big hall with all the fancy crazy parties has been silent. Last night, all we heard was the ocean waves. Tonight we got this guy and he's just going off and I have no idea if you can hear him or not but just just believe me that one man is scream singing at the top of his lungs with all the emotion you could you could ever expect a human being to uh, emote it's going to be another beautiful night we've been sleeping I mean, actually, our sleep's been crazy. Our dreams have been insane. Anyways, just this is an update on the nighttime soundscape of Yalapa. Okay, so then for one of our days while we were in Yalapa, we decided to go to the Puerto Vallarta Botanical Gardens, which, yes, indeed, is easier to reach if you're from Puerto Vallarta. But we were in Yalapa, so we had to take a boat Okay, from Yalapa to this place called Boca, another little enclave uh, beach town. And uh, from there, we took a bus to the Botanical Gardens. And this is us in Boca. Okay, well, our ass has made it to Boca. Yes. Boca is another kind of um, like... It's, it's like yalapa y kind of a community. Like a coastal town. <sighs> They're, it's very different. <laughs> it's a kind of party town. I definitely, when we were walking by, this group of dudes looked at us pretty aggressively. And then one of them said, uh, no tiene nada or something like, they don't have anything. Oh, like we're not good enough to rob. <laughs> Which is great. Cause, yeah, and I think it's true. I think that's self-styled in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've really cultivated this. Oh, they're just like homeless hippie kind of vibes. Yeah. I mean, but. we definitely got, I mean, we definitely don't look like we got much. And guess what? We, we don't. don't. <laughs> but uh, we got down here and I love taking the bus 
you know. Okay, so we took a boat here, which was fun, and now we're waiting for a bus to get to the botanical gardens. But there, there's no sign, and the buses don't have signs. But we have very but, nice ladies who are helping us. Yeah, so one lady, uh, I was, <laughs> this lady, man, she's so cool. I was like, you know, I'm nice, uh, and she's like, a little, and I was like, okay. And I was like, we want to go to the botanical gardens. <laughs> She's like, oh, no problem. Come stand over here. It's 20 pesos. You will have to wear a mask. You can buy a mask around the corner. Like, I'm like, girl, the only thing you're bad about when it comes to English is you use the word, you use the word little instead of a lot. Yeah, you're so, your English was like so good. So good. Yeah. So we just kind of kicking it. And the boat was kind of crazy because uh, it was like um, there were a lot of people who wanted to apparently go to Boca today yeah and <laughs> so it was full of just people getting like gasoline and right dropping people off from one beach into a boat it was like people were, like locals like were running boat. errands sort of doing the work yeah, yeah, yeah. so it really made me feel like a part of the culture there for a second well you know? what was funny to me is just from working in the kitchen I was like everybody is saying the most bad words <laughs> and it's like really bad like really 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 bad and yeah. then at some point <laughs> And this guy says, he says something like, uh, he said, I, I didn't hear the first half of what he said. Yeah. But then he sat there and he just goes, te amo, te amo, te amo, te amo. And then, and then he, I'm sitting there and I was looking at him just because I, I knew he was being gross. Yeah. And nasty. And he turns around and he goes, he goes, you understand? <laughs> like, he was like, really wanted to make sure that I didn't understand what he said. <laughs> he was like, comprendes? I was like, nah. Was like, okay, good. Okay, good. Now, back to being <laughs> <Back to laughs> boom. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> now we can just, can we just see if we can see a whale jump out of the water, please. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It was yeah. pretty cool because we thought we would see one, but most of it, I think, was just like kind of sewage bubbles. But Yeah, and then I kept debating how far away way the whale would have to be for it to be cool and not terrifying right like knock our boat over yeah and also just even if it was a safe distance yeah but was gonna kill us or yeah. not kill us i mean kill me emotionally being by being terrified yeah well there's, there's, there's like immersion therapy and stuff like that <laughs> yeah right like maybe seeing a, a whale would be the one thing that would cure my fear of whales Man, I can't tell you how cool that lady was. She was so nice yeah. and so easy. The lady selling us the masks was really hardcore, though. But that's okay. She, she was got not. Serious. She said we weren't. She told us how much they were. We were totally dumb trying to pay her. Couldn't figure it out. Gave her the <laughs> wrong amount of money. And then finally gave her the right amount of money. And she had to be like, okay, here's your change. <laughs> this equals a dollar. This equals two dollars. Yeah. It's just like... I mean, we did that like. Well, this might be our bus. You think this is a bus? Right here? Maybe. Yeah. See subway right here. Uh, we're having all, so many fights. No, I don't think that's our bus. Yeah, I know. I know. I... <laughs> It's weird. It's weird. I feel like I'm just always right, except for then I always am also falling down a lot. 
which is really an odd place to be of just like I'm totally right and then just, just like eating shit. They were like, well, we were on the boat and our homie, <laughs> he's my favorite guy. <laughs> we walked up and his backpack was open. And I said, hey, I go, hey, did you know your backpack's open? He's like, no, nah, it's broken. <laughs> I was like, that's okay, that's okay. And he goes, did you go to the big waterfall? We said, okay, oh, yeah. yeah. And, I was, and I showed him my knee where I fell. I was like, that's how, that's what happened when I went to the waterfall. <laughs> and he's like, and then, he, then at one point he was just like, are you guys just drunk? Yeah, he was like, what, too much tequila? I was like, no, just no. really bad at to traveling. It's like fall, falling dead constantly. I'm usually just kind of like, with buses in foreign countries, for some yeah. reason, a lot of the time it's like, I think the way it's just set up, it's just one bus goes one way, one goes another way. And if you're t- too dumb to figure out which direction you're supposed to go then you yeah. just don't get to get on a bus yeah we're like in like you go to manhattan or something and it's like bus a to bus b has been delayed <laughs> now the the other you know like you know the yeah. bus to queens is now gonna be rerouted. you know like one time i got on the subway on in new york because i just get this feeling and i was johnny my brother yeah. and, and nick and they said are you sure this is the right bus i said every bus goes downtown and we ended up somewhere crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even uh, close. Blocked that memory out entirely. I was like, we're going. I was, they were Ooh, like, this guy is really trying to pass some motherfuckers. What is he attack, trying to do? Kill that chicken? Kill a lot of people. <laughs> oh, his car is smoking, too. Oh, uh, he's just trying to get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Something's happening. All right. Well, I think I need to find a place to be in this place, like, spot for the bus. And also find shade. Oh yeah, so whatever. Yeah, so that's I'm chilling. I'm made. I'm made for controversy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just make controversy. <laughs> okay, well, we don't want to repeat ourselves too much from the Bruce MacArthur murals murders main feed episode we put out um, about the, our time in botanical gardens. But I'll I, I'll just repeat one thing. It's it's great. I love the botanical gardens. I mean, botanical gardens are awesome, and these are absolutely no exception. Yeah, they're um, they're like this is, is an am- it's amazing, really beautiful. So if you get a chance to go, yeah. I would super recommend going. It's like really fun. Yeah, it would be a quick day trip from Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, and it's really easy to get to. Yeah, the food is amazing, and it's the best restaurant I've ever been to. That's like the restaurant at some you know, really touristy spot. Like if you go up to like the Jan- John Hancock building yeah. in, in Chicago or something, that restaurant's good. I That's one that I would put towards the top of the list or whatever. If you go to like this place and there's a restaurant at the thing or whatever, but the restaurant in the botanical gardens is world-class. It's so good. And it was, and the, you know, service is amazing and it's super fun and fancy and I don't know. It was very, very fun. And also, yeah. there's kind of two sides to it. One side, if you want to just be in a pretty dress and nice shoes yeah. and like stroll around hot house gardens, yeah. it's perfect. You could yeah. do that and have lunch and like relax yeah. and then t- go back home and you would feel totally like you did it. Yeah. But then the other half is like straight up hiking. Crazy like, ass you need trails. Like sneakers. You yeah. need like hardcore bug spray. Yeah, right. Like there's a river, you get lost, everybody's sweating. And the big trick to it is that when you get there and they give you the map, there is no discerning which is the easy trail and which is the hard trail. It's there's literally nothing on the map that marks like <laughs> elevation. 
thing or the difficulty difficulty is this good for a uh, grandmothers and six-year-olds right. or like, what there's definitely parts of the park where like yeah. you could like it would be hard to bring a young child it yeah. would be hard if you're not good on your feet yeah you right. know like like there's parts of the park or where, just not up for exercise right you're tired you know yeah, feeling a little dehydrated <laughs> like it's like actually some legit like jungle hiking yeah but it's pretty cool one secret i will say that they don't uh proclaim in any ways they don't advertise this but there's nothing telling you not to do it is the river is actually a great place to go swimming yeah so there were some people in the know clearly who like showed up with like bathing suits and yeah. stuff but most people didn't and we didn't know and just because of the way you were dressed you were able to enjoy the water a little bit more and i was like i'm not gonna get my shoes wet like i don't have the right socks like this will mess up the rest of my day yeah. if I get wet and do this now. I have sandals on, but then that also sucked for walking in the trails and like almost dying and falling over and all the things. If I'm any human <laughs> if any human being out there, we'll talk about murals falling in a second. Uh, <laughs> if any human being out there actually listens to this um, podcast uh, for advice that they might take from us, this would be a moment to perk your ears. If you're going to the Port of Ireland Botanical Gardens, uh, bring stuff to be able to really enjoy a nice swim and to be able to get wet and then to have being wet not ruin the rest of your your whatever you have in your backpack or the bus ride home or whatever because it's a beautiful place to and swim. And go to the eastern trails, man. They're way easier, and that's where you get to the river. The Don't, western trails are obscene. Are you sure you know about that, Muriel? The difference between east and west. Yeah, because I was looking at the map when I wrote that episode. Okay, tight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, you could ask the people in the front and be like, huh, my ankle hurts. Where should I go? And yeah. They would definitely be like, stick to the hot houses. Yeah, right. But if, the, if you don't ask... <laughs> Yeah. No, they won't I mean, say. We said that it's in our other podcast. Yeah. It's hilarious. Like, we just kept running into other, like, American and Canadian couples. Like, just people, just tourists. Yeah. Who are just like, do you know how to get out of here? <laughs> yeah. like, covered in mosquitoes. Like, people are just, like, not at all prepared yeah. to be doing that. And uh, yeah. it was very funny. There also is a very easy, like, downhill straight very simple path to get from the restaurant to where you can swim in the river right which is also beautiful it's just you know you could or you could do what we did and just like completely we'll go the way that maybe the map sort of suggests that you do which is go this way it would be like going clockwise around the park like that's what we thought we were like okay well we'll just go around in a circle we were just like Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock in that new (laughs) (laughs) rom-com like in the on some adventure just outrageous now there's another famous landmark in the area that we've alluded to and that is the grand waterfall well there are two waterfalls one is very close one is just right up the little hill it's basically a people like on their day trips will just walk up 10 minutes to see the waterfall right in town and mm-hmm. it's nice and it's great and you can get a um pie on your way there or on the way back <laughs> regardless whichever you can also buy some tchotchkes and they have some actually really great like little gifts along that road but that's definitely a little tourist thing the other waterfall however is deep back in the hills up the river yes and we've got we got a wide range of how many minutes it's supposed to take to get there i know i would say it takes two hours to get there it, it takes longer than they said they were like oh, 45 minutes it took yeah. us forever it took us forever okay <laughs> but we might just be slow i don't know Okay. Well, we were having it. We were having a grand old time. There's bars like as you get further away from the main like beach town, whatever. The people are still living like up the trail, 
uh, for as you go down the river, and people just will just set up their own bars. So along when we the path. say that, that means like imagine a, like a bookshelf turned yeah. around, and there's just a guy on a trail with a bookshelf, and then there's just a bunch of liquor on top of it. Yes, and and he's and, very cool, and he's very cool, and <laughs> yeah. everything's cash, and it's him and like, his friends are playing cards, and you walk by and you say you want a shot. He's like, cool, yeah, we'll see you in a couple minutes. Yeah. It's so fun. I and, think he was literally wearing a, a shirt that said California on it. Yeah, yeah. it's very like i mean that's the thing like the history of this place yeah is that it always was like i said lawless but kind of like an anything goes mm-hmm. sort of like thing it's not yeah it's just not policed right yeah. like there aren't aren't any like real you know like that guy can just doesn't need a liquor license <laughs> yeah, right, no one's yeah. gonna bust him yeah, yeah. for just like <laughs> setting up like so you're out, out out of town a while yeah and you think there's nothing around and yeah. then you look and there's this guy with a bookshelf and a bunch of his friends they just carried yeah. tables out there and they're just playing cards <laughs> yeah and you can buy shots and talk to them and stuff like that and then you go a little further and then they, they have what they call the jungle garden which is just the dope is set up right along the river is a bar you just hang out right there yeah but if you keep going further and further and further you eventually reach a waterfall so on our way to the waterfall we had a little accident and by we i mean muriel (laughs) so i don't know what was wrong i think it was a combination of like footwear and like sort of like footwear and unfinished like pavement i don't know what was going on but completely sober because we were kicking it yeah. you know but like completely sober i fell down like four times so muriel ended Horrible up bad. actually to be honest she fell like f- like full f- face plant down like didn't catch herself fell on her way to both waterfalls actually i <laughs> think about oh it oh my but, god okay so this time we were going out I'm so embarrassed we were going out to the big waterfall and at this point we're like past the river like where you have to cross over the river it's like there, now there really aren't houses around like you're talking about essentially yeah we passed well we wouldn't we were kind of, we were still kind of by the river but yes yeah. i see what you mean right there's like cattle grazing yeah so the way it works is if you're like a native yalapan yeah you will all of the land is available to you uh-huh. and it's available to everyone it's like a collective thing yeah but if you develop the land then you can kind of stake a claim to it yeah so it's not like you can go up and buy as a native yalapan you can't like buy a big plot of land and that's just like my field yeah right you know but if i develop it then it's kind of respected as the place where i am dwelling right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so when you get out there it's not you can see it's like not really a traditional there no there are no no trespassing signs yeah right right? there's nothing like that but if you go into somebody's yard you'll probably get bit by a dog (laughs) so like you got to kind of watch out but anyway we're in the middle of this dusty pathway through the jungle it was beautiful and then on one side is like kind of more into the jungle yeah. and then the other side is like grazing grazing pastures and like so there's like barbed wire fence yeah but there's no and there's some horses and stuff but it's it's very um like cowboy sort of ranch yeah. style yeah, out yeah. there and I just, my ass tripped and I fell so hard. I like legitimately hurt myself and I lost my cell phone. It was in her hand and the phone went flying. Now we, we're going to insert a recording that happened after we had found the phone. So that's what you guys are going to hear in a second. And listening back to it, I was like, wow, we really did keep our composure 
but listening back to that recording, what was at stake? Like the level of stakes are not really properly, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, reflected in this recording. So like this, I had bloody knees, yeah, and I had actually hurt myself, and. Also, I want to add, there is a ticking time bomb of like, we're a little closer to the equator. The sun's going down, right? And so that was like Uh another aspect of this. That's right. We have to get to this waterfall and enjoy it and then get back through this path, this two hour long, whatever it is, an hour. I mean, I'm being It's about an hour. But it's a far ass thing that is not an easy walk as illustrated by Muriel's nosedive. It is an easy walk for you. I just (laughs) fell because I was an idiot. But- I will say this, the sun goes down really fast and you're yeah. kind of in a valley, Yeah, you know, like, so like it goes down faster than you think. Like if sunset right. was at six, I think. Yeah. And even by like three 30, you know, the, the like shadows were coming in. Yeah. Right. And when they come in, it's dark and there are no street lamps. No, no. There's, there's nothing to like, there's nothing out there to help you guide you right and there are scorpions and like crazy shit running around okay we talk about all this in the recording which we're playing now (laughs) okay so we're on a a journey we decided today we're gonna see lava and one of the things that you can do is you can walk like an hour and a half to some waterfall and then supposed to be glorious and you can swim there and everything right and there's nobody here there's a lot of donkeys. There's a lot of sticks. It's a very, like, not... Uh, it's a path, and it's a, the jungle. It's also a path in the jungle. It's pretty wild. It is it is actually pretty wild. At this point, And yeah. I switched to my flip-flops because we had to cross a river to get to the next level of our journey and immediately tripped over a route and lost my fucking iPhone. <laughs> it fell out of our hands. So we just spent the last 30 minutes combing this, this where the scorpions the live like where the scorpions live <laughs> with our hands looking for this like $1,200 stupid robot the thing that only thing that'll even get us home eventually. the only thing that'll get us home the only thing we can actually process our COVID test through oh that's true the only thing that uh, has any I don't have it backed up it's the only way I can contact our Airbnb host when like literally like my phone has every single aspect of this trip on it. Every photograph, every single thing, all the recordings. Including this recording, because we found it buried in the sand, probably underneath the part. Because we were talking, and we had two theories, and Nick was like, I go, I think I dropped it, and it flew out of my hand, so I was digging through these branches and this barbed wire with a stick trying to find this fucking iPhone. And then Nick was like, I just feel like if it was in the sand, we'd see it. Yeah. And it would be like, but how would it get buried in the sand of the path? And I turned around and I saw (laughs) the camera. It was completely buried in the sand. And I can't believe, like, I mean, I cannot tell you. It's four o'clock. We are trying to get to this, enjoy this sunset. (laughs) By like an hour. We're supposed to be at this waterfall like an hour ago. And... It's going to get pitch black. There are no lights oh, yeah. anywhere. Like so yeah, if we're yeah. late yeah. and we get like are here at sunset, like we would need this phone's battery just, just to be able to see. Like there's yeah. n- there's no light. There's nothing. Yeah. There are no people. There's no way to get you home. Yeah. Like 
and we're like at this point i don't know an hour and 15 minutes into this hike and if we had not found this phone like i <laughs> i love you mira i love you so much and i ate it I, so, you ate hard. It so and hard are you like hurt the, yeah you've been hurting I'm bleeding. Your, you are oh my oh shit no, I'm bleeding. Yeah, this I totally I like bleeding. I <laughs> felt because I felt once because of my grandma because I told my grandma about the stupid iguana I found, <laughs> and then I janked myself on the boat chain somehow. And I all of these times are sober, by the way. Yeah, I just want to say completely sober, right dead now. sober right now. And then I just tripped and ate it so hard that both of my knees are bleeding. I'm covered covered in bruises, and one of them is swollen. And <laughs> we almost lost our phone. I cannot believe we almost lost it. Like honestly, yeah, I know, I know. That actually, like, like I, I, I'm a half, I'm a half glass and uh, like full Full. kind of person. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, if this does not work, yeah, like I was ready to make it work. I had, I know, I was, I know. But the thing is, is I know more about what I have on my phone (laughs) than you do. That's true. And I knew that there were some things that were going to be like, I'm going to have to drop. We have no insurance on this phone. I got this phone because my brother's like a psycho and had two phones yeah. and gave it to me. There's no like insurance. Right. Like we just have to pay straight up cash to buy. I'm just, I was just like. <laughs> I, I can't even find Apple products out here. I don't even know where to go. It's part of the reason. Not on why, Yalapa. Definitely not Yalapa, but even imported by Viarda. No. So anyways, we're going to keep walking on this beautiful fucking day. <laughs> Hopefully get to this waterfall. And stay there for 15 minutes before <laughs> night falls and all the scorpions come out. All right. So then we end up fighting our way to the waterfall. And... The last chunk of that hike is actually you're kind of scrambling over rocks. It is officially like you have to be know what you're doing. It's no there's no path anymore. Right. You're climbing over these rocks. There's no sign. There's the, no path. Right. You can't get in. There's also like this I did I don't know if we talked about this, what? but there's also like the way to get to the waterfall is like a crazy hole in a barbed wire fence. It is, is unbelievable. Like, and we would the only reason we didn't the only reason we went the right way is because we passed another couple coming back and they said, there will be a sign that says, go this way and you won't believe it because there's just literally like a tiny little slit in the barbed wire fence. They were like, but believe it. You have to go through the little tiny barbed wire fence. Like hole. if you were any, uh, like we gained a little bit of COVID weight, right? But like if you were any bigger, like you would never be able to. Fit we were the stuff. maximum size of person that could fit through that. It's hole. two like wooden posts with like nails sticking out of it and then barbed wire around it. And you have to like get through this thing. And the other couple was like that we walked for super long because yeah. we couldn't believe that that was the entrance. Yeah. And so they were warning us saying yeah. we missed our opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go it. through that crazy yeah. ass shit. So yeah. anyways, you get through that and then you have to climb over all these rocks and it's all crazy. And then you can actually see the waterfall and the pool down there where you can go swimming looks amazing. But you're on and a giant boulder. You're on a giant boulder cliff and we're looking and we're looking over the edge and it's like 
we can't climb down there. How, where are you supposed to go? What the hell is going on? So then this European lady uh, happened to stroll by who Muriel told her story about losing her phone. And she goes, oh, well, that's why you shouldn't bring anything at all with you. Like she was immediately condescending. So we were like, and then she looked over the edge and she's like, yes, I've been here. Like I'm doing some weird accent. I I don't even know what this is. I was here like 30 years ago and I don't remember which way it is. But yes, no, that does not look... uh, safe to to proceed upon or she was fine she was just like she was being kind of snotty but like she was fine she was she snotty about the cell phone times. thing i know i know she yeah, was I like snotty it too yeah um but she couldn't remember how to get down either so yeah. we were like milling around this i mean essentially like like it i'm saying a giant boulder like yeah. meaning that it we're about 45 feet from the water like it's very <laughs> it's, high it's up. high it's a and, cliff and it's pretty sheer yeah and like you know, so we're just, we were told you can kind of get down and then get into this pool. So yeah. it's like getting dark. Yeah. I am like, I had hurt myself so bad in that yeah. fall. So I was also like torn up right? and like kind of limping and just kind of like, you know, when you do something like that, I'm pretty resilient, I think in general, You are, but yeah. like when you do something like that, you're just a little bit like exhausted of you know, course like i just felt kind of like ugh. i just want to lie down i'm feeling like so damaged or something <laughs> i mean a little dramatic we were like climbing around we couldn't find it and then we like stumble upon it. we i like go i go i'm just gonna look over time we just looked over and there was just like a clear path with stairs <laughs> yeah there was just stairs <laughs> they were like all right and we had we were like really putting on our shoes to leave yeah. we're like we're just gonna go back the sun is setting. i'm not gonna like jump down no this absolutely yeah. not we're going back this yeah. is not safe and then immediately as soon as we made that decision we found the stairs and walked down the path and found the water and then muriel recorded this 445 we finally fucking we got completely dressed thought there was no way to get into this stupid ass pond got super mad got dressed decided to go to the fuck home and then found the stairs to go down into the water so we're going swimming is it cold nick no it's beautiful it's wonderful it's a jungle waterfall i don't believe you so as you guys heard muriel came she joined me in the water <laughs> And we were it's real and we were the only people there, right? Warm, the water was so warm. It was warm, the waterfall is there, it's really glorious. And then we look up and there is a GD drone flying above our heads. One of those robots that people have. In LA it's like really I mean, I think it's they're common in a lot they're of places. Everywhere, yeah. But you do see them a lot in LA because people use them. For filmmaking. For filmmaking and stuff, or like DIY filmmaking. So it's a flying video camera. Right. And so, like, in the middle of nowhere, in this moment, we're like, it was this kind of moment of stress. Like, I had just been stressful. And and we were all, you know, like, it was the first day, I think, too, after we had decided to stop podcasting. Right. So it was just like, we're, we're going to do something today. And it was just a rush of everything. So we were just like sitting in this pool and we were, Nick was holding me like a baby under the water, you know? So we were just We were like hugging and being like like having a private, intimate, like reconnection moment where we were just like, we're here. Like let's like we're enjoying the water. The waterfall is amazing, you know? And then this drone comes down and it's like at like it's just they're just videotaping us. It's not just that they're trying to get footage, they're like getting down low. Yeah. and And like videotaping us with this intimate this romantic moment. couple with the waterfall in the background and nick 
flick them off with double fingers. <laughs> and then we were like, what is this? And we were talking. And then we realized the lady who had said, oh, she would never bring her cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Did bring her whole family with a drone. Up to <laughs> yeah, the we studio. look and we're like, see, it's, it's her, like, family. Her, it's her and her family are videotaping us and in this we thing. Like, Why are you doing it? Like, there's only there's only us. There was yeah. no one else there. Yeah. And it totally, you can hear the drone. Yeah. It like ruins everything. <laughs> and we were just like, and they didn't stop. I know. And then we just eventually got out and we walked by and the guy tried to say something snarky to us. He like yelled something and we just were like, uh, okay, buddy. Yeah. We just like kept walking. <laughs> it was like, honestly, the, uh, and they weren't even using it until we got into the water. I know. It was so rude and weird. I know. And they had like kids with them. I know. It was way too much. It was, I will be honest. It was laughable enough for it to not ruin. No, it, it didn't ruin. It, it was at just all. so Me laughable. Falling on my face ruined. <laughs> uh, and we did, in fact, make it home before dark. We made it home. It was totally safe. The sun was setting as we got over the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely like we got out of there. And and that was the other thing. I was like, well, we fell and we had this finite amount of time. Yeah. We were talking to the lady about like we wanted to make sure we got out of here before the sunset. And she's like, I don't even leave here until 530. <laughs> and we were just like, OK, lady, enjoy your stupid Panthers. Or yeah, whatever right. the hell's out yeah, some Jaguars. <laughs> Who knows what's out here? Anyway, so we make it home safe and sound. Um, and then that night uh, we bring you this clip. All right, here we are on our deserted, quiet jungle island. But tonight, absolutely no party going on whatsoever in this huge venue. Just five dudes drinking Coronas. Yes. We thought maybe they had tacos, but then when we put our head in there, everyone looked at us and was like, get the fuck out. And what you're listening to, surprisingly, is not a live band, but one very loud speaker. I think I think Muriel is right about that. I think it's literally one huge speaker in what is essentially just a giant open concrete box. Yeah, and like, I mean, I want to know so badly, like, what other people think about it. I want to know, like, what the people think about it on the inside. Like, what are they, like, are they, like, on mushrooms or are they like this is the pinnacle of what I want to be doing with my life I mean it's Sunday evening the town is completely shut down I can't tell you like last time when we checked in it was like a huge either a wedding or a quinceañera or something this is like the same level of hype music with no one inside okay my favorite part is they keep playing songs and then stopping them and everyone laughs because they're like, fuck that song. And then they start a new song. <laughs> yeah, no one like claps and cheers and goes, woo, wow. awesome. And if a DJ plays a song no one likes, likes, they like literally turn it off and are like. Nope, there it goes. To just turn it off in the middle of it. In the middle. Okay, you hear that silence? Yeah, yeah. Nope. Nope, there it goes back. <laughs> yeah, it went back. So For a second my- there, you could hear the frogs and some birds in the ocean. I don't... Does it bother you? Not at all. Not at all, right? The only thing that ever bothered me, really, was the first night we stayed in Paloma in Sicily. Oh, in Palermo. In Palermo. And 
it was like one o'clock in the morning and when it's cooler yeah. and their five families had their like nine kids outside and the kids were playing and the moms were literally screaming at them and slapping the shit out of them. Well, that was tremendous amounts of Italian domestic child abuse and this is just loud music that is apparently fun. I don't see like a huge... No one is having fun. Everyone is like the people at the table and yeah. like no one is dancing. Everyone is sitting at a plastic table staring at the ground. No one's drinking, no one's smoking. Mm, they're a, drinking cans of Corona. Yeah, but like not in a fun way. And then uh, on the outside there's a family, it's two little kids and a dad and a mom and they are exhausted and they're literally falling asleep against each other. And then there's us surrounded by, I don't know, three dozen other apartments, all of which are pretty much like dark, like everyone's gone to sleep or trying to sleep through this. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that if you really pretend, it is kind of like frogs and waves and yeah yeah it's a part of nature it's definitely a part of the habitat yeah yeah, yeah. okay just like us so far kind of i feel like we're blending in perfectly my spanish is so bad that everyone keeps laughing at me when i ask them questions <laughs> i told this lady i said i'm sorry my spanish is bad do you speak english she goes your spanish is bad and I goes, yeah, I'm sorry. And she goes, well, that's why you need to practice. <laughs> uh, then we saw her later at a bar hanging out, and I feel like I, I feel like she's one of us. Like she's, we'd be best friends. But anyways, that's what I'm saying. We're fitting in. We're part of the habitat. I did walk a, around town alone today, uh, quite a bit, and I got half of the looks were like, oh, that guy looks like he's really living this weird bohemian like expat long hair weird beard life and then the other half are like is he dangerous how about this third half is he jesus no one thinks i'm jesus here <laughs> i can promise you that <laughs> the thing about this dance hall you guys yeah. that you gotta understand is that it feels like one of the most authentic things in that small part of town yeah. You know, in yeah. the main village. Yeah. Because uh people are <laughs> they're wilding out. You know what I mean? Like Well, they're just like, playing it's like bringing a huge boombox into a retirement community or something. Except for the boombox. No, it's way way louder than that and it's also It's I'm, like a stadium style <laughs> loudness yeah, yeah, that's yeah. in a big empty place and yeah. there's nobody there and you're totally not allowed to go in there and <laughs> it's like it it is the biggest kind of i feel like it's a big fuck you kind of yeah that's you know, what i'm saying everybody that's what I mean. yeah because everybody else it's like what we're saying before right like my impression is that there are elements of the island yeah. that make you feel as if like there are uh, like okay free Wi-Fi, yeah, you know right. like Airbnb, like uh, purified water, <laughs> purified yeah. water, like great restaurants, yeah. like honestly fantastic, really good. Yeah, all and the they a lot really of them good. now take credit cards too. Yeah. yeah, so there's all these things that make you feel as if you're plugged in, and so it's interesting because we're all behaving like I'm behaving not as um 
like that there are no police. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like there are places I've gone where like, you know, you're like, yeah, man, nobody's here. Just be loud and crazy. Right. But like they're plugged in enough and there's enough of like kind of a presence that you feel like this is an orderly thing. Yeah. Right. It's like the dance hall in the middle of this tiny town. Just blaring this music is just the best thing. I can't overstate how much all of those people at the writer's meeting, all the yoga people, all the little gringos who are just like having their experience or this is where I come to write poetry can hear this music. It's so loud. (laughs) It's like bone shakingly loud. And like they just, and and it's like, you know, it helps makes you feel like, yeah, yeah, there are no cops and these guys can do whatever they want. And like it helps you orient yourself to yeah. the space. It's like yeah. an echolocation yeah, yeah. to kind of be like, yeah, you know, and guess what? You do kind of have to like pay attention to what's going on at night. Yeah. You right. know, which where you're going yeah. and who's underneath that bridge. Yeah. Right. Like not to say like I was not scared at all. Yeah. Even at walking around at night and knowing we're going like encroaching on some area that like there's like a history of like some drug problems in the area and stuff like that and when you're walking around you can run into these little pockets right where it's like oh yeah that's a little dangerous yeah you know like when we moved in to our airbnb it was pretty nice but i was like you can hop over this balcony and get into our room so easily oh if someone wanted to rock i mean you'd be if someone wanted to break in there they would could easily it would so easy to break in and so we like hid our passports in a teapot right because there was no safe yeah you know like we had that feeling I mean, you should always be careful with all that stuff anyway, but like, I definitely, we came in. We're careful with that stuff in our apartment right now. Right. But you definitely come in and, and you immediately, I'm like, okay, let's just make sure we hide everything. Yeah. Right. You know, because not because people are shady, but just because I, it's like, it's harder to get a beat on what's happening, you know? And like, that's just something we talk about in our true crime podcast, Joe, but there is actually like. Like once electricity, like the grid was plugged in in 2001, there was a drug problem started. And then like the theft problem is actually pretty crazy when you look into things other than official literature about the spot. Right. So it's really, and it's really interesting. And one thing that I didn't talk, I talked a lot about like this sort of unsolved murder and a series of like unsolved deaths that have happened yeah. on the island which they happen everywhere right. they happen in Puerto Vallarta right. it's not like it's I mean this, we're gonna go back to Yalapa right it's <laughs> yeah, like a great yeah. Eventually. place it's like but you can tell there's something there's this tension of like really trying to present a united front that things like that don't yeah, happen right but if you read like people's personal blogs yeah. and people's experience they totally do happen right and people are getting their shit stolen and also there is a little bit of violence and then there has been some pretty significant violence yeah and so there's I didn't know that at the time because I hadn't done all the research yeah but there is this heartbeat of what's going on and I felt like the weirdest part about it to me is that the gatekeepers of that vibe are definitely like the expat community. Like that is mm-hmm. where most from what I can read and glean from like mm-hmm. social media and blogs and all this kind of stuff. It's like the people who are really committed to like having this idea of like it's a preserved, peaceful community. Yeah. You know you know, they have a vested interest. They right. also like own all, like they're running all of the beachfront property. You know? Well, and they've been there for yeah, a long time. Yeah, they don't yeah. own it. Yeah. But like a lot of the restaurant owners were expats who like are sharing the stuff on Facebook. Uh-huh. And like the, a lot of the 
cooks and like the part owners and stuff of the actual businesses. Once you get further back, it's different. Yeah. But it is really like it's less peaceful than they want you to think it is. (laughs) And you kind of have to, I don't know, like, but it's not that scary. Yeah. And the dance hall is this great example of like whatever people tell you there's something else going on. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right when all those, uh, you know, retirees want to look up at the stars and hear the waves, what they're really hearing is that music. <laughs> well, we had our ups and we had our downs, but our time at was really amazing. I think we got our mojo back also. I do you know? too. We got our yeah, mojo back. Yeah. And then we made it back to Puerto Vallarta. And the idea was we needed one day in Puerto Vallarta Right. Where we were going to kind of enjoy the beach and then wake up there the next morning and get our COVID test because you have to have a negative test from like a hospital or an official Which thing. We had already had negative PCR tests. Right. But, but you need a you need an official yeah. negative 24 hours within your plane taking off. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't matter if you're negative. You have to be ne- negative that day. You know what so, else is kind of freaky? I didn't huh, tell you this, what? but um they say the thing I've read, I believe this is how it goes. So uh-huh. everything's so confusing, right? Like the CDC says, you know, there's even if you're testing positive on a PCR, if it's X amount of days since you've yeah. been like asymptomatic since the original infection, you know, you're not going to spread it. So you can go to work. Right. Whatever. So you can go back to work even if you have a positive PCR, yeah. if you feel better, yeah. you know, so it's like there's that, right? Yeah. The other thing is, is that they count an infection this is like part of what's driving. I was just reading about this today, but I guess yeah. it's like this is part of what's driving this sort of like um, miscounting of reinfections uh-huh. is because they count like an infection as something that happens like within ninety days. So if you if you test positive yeah. like twice within a month, which we did, like yeah. meaning like positive, negative, oh, positive oh, oh, again, oh, yeah, we didn't do that. right? Yeah. It yeah. still counts it as the same infection oh. unless it's been 90 days. Mm. So that's like a thing, right? Okay. But then the other thing that is true is that like you can, I guess, like kind of test positive again later. Okay, so this is what freaking <laughs> happened. We get to Puerto Vallarta. We were back at Puerto Vallarta. We have our plan. But our hotel room was so amazing and it had this big balcony and everything. We checked in and it was like, it was super, it was super affordable and Cause I got like a cheap room yeah. and then this lady was like, well, if you'd like, I can give you a smaller room, but it has a bigger balcony. And, and we said, like, yes, yes, please. And it ended up having this massive balcony and it wasn't that small. Was the like, room, the room was small. It was small, but, but the balcony was like, the tough. balcony was awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. And we were just sitting there as like, Oh, cause you know, Puerto Vallarta is fun, and we had a great time with my family in the beginning of the trip. Such then a we great got time. sick, and yeah. then as you guys know, it's sort of like we were having fun, but it was like stressful. We definitely didn't enjoy Puerto Vallarta for what all that it's worth for all of those sick days that we were there, and even when we were better, it was still like we weren't really enjoying Puerto Vallarta. We were having, and we were like, we were here we are <laughs> in the best possible hotel. We we're we're healthy. We don't have COVID. We gave up on our podcasting. <laughs> We're not podcasting. All of our <laughs> dreams and ambitions are gone. Let's stay an extra day and really and and take and really enjoy this. So we make that decision, and we have the best day in Puerto Vallarta of all time on the beach. It was great. We went out. We went to a, we partied in the Zona Romantica. It was really really fun. And then we have our this whole other day, 
And Muriel has what we are hoping to God is not COVID. Instead, just a regular old case of food poisoning the ah, next day. That's so, my superpower. So Muriel is just in this hotel room. She's like enjoying the balcony kind of. But like I went to the beach. She was just like, just go have fun. I was like, oh my God, please don't have COVID. Please don't have COVID. Please don't I have COVID. I was so sick. And you were also kind of sneezing in the way you were sneezing the first time we got COVID. And we just had this sinking suspicion, right? So I'm out there like I, I also went and got our laundry done because all of our clothes were dirty and I was like went out and bought some gifts for a few people that we need to do like I'm kind of like quasi running errands hanging out like not in the room sick with you and uh and then we're gearing up and it's like the last night and you're just so wonderful and you're like Nick like go out and like you have to buy those gifts like go out and enjoy your dinner um I couldn't eat anything. you couldn't eat anything and you were just wonderful and I knew you didn't want me to be in that room with you you know meaning like you really were genuine you were like go out and, and treat yourself and have some fun so on my way out I look down and I notice something weird with one of my toes <laughs> and it's like whoa that uh, it looked like a big bruise on the tip of it like or like black maybe and like black and purple I was like did I did I get a sunburn you know like what what the hell happened to my toe but i had spent some of the day like lying on my back looking at my toe and not seeing it and it didn't hurt it didn't hurt to touch it like a sunburn and it didn't hurt to press on it like a bruise would it i felt no pain whatsoever and i was in the i was brushing my teeth in the bathroom getting ready to go out and run some buy some gifts and whatever and Somewhere in the recesses of my mind, I remembered this thing called COVID toe. And as I'm brushing my teeth, the concept of COVID toe comes into my brain. And it's so startling to me. I've never done this before. I jammed my knuckle into my tooth and busted my knuckle open, (laughs) brushing my teeth. Because I was just like, COVID toe, bow, and punched myself. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't. And you were sleeping and like recovering and I didn't want to freak you out. And I was like, I think I have COVID toe. So I just went and I Googled COVID toe. And it turns out that it happened a lot in the beginning of the pandemic and it can mean several things, but really what they think it mostly means is that it's a, after having battled a, a severe infection, it's a, whatever that's called a byproduct or like some in the aftermath of your body, like dealing with so this infection, it's a, it's it can a, turn your toes purple. Well, yeah, I think that, I think actually it's it's if you get a virus, mm-hmm. right, your body, a lot of diseases have, I mean, a lot of viruses have, like, after your system clears it, they yeah. have a rash or, yeah. like, an intending rash. Right. And so this is called, I think it's pronounced chillblains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, like, you can get it on your fingers and your toes. And for some reason, it's not necessarily, like, COVID toe. Like, they don't know really what that is. Yeah. But it's, like... It's this immune response, I guess. That's what I call it. Right. But there also is a small chance that it's happening when you have an active case of COVID. Right. So here was Muriel sick in bed and we're just like, please God, let it be food poisoning. And here I am with my purple toe, right? We get through our final night and we wake up and we go to the hospital and we are negative. We got our negative test. We went directly to the airport. We uh, freaking went to what's a junky place that we go in the airport? Oh, we went to um, uh, Bubble Gum Shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone there every time. It's in the Port of Hyarna Airport. You know what's so funny about that, too? <laughs> you skipped over also. What? I know is that I tried to muster and go out that night oh after God. we figure out you that's skip true. that over that. That's true. That's true. I tried to rally. Yeah. And then we went out and walked and we were just like wandering around the streets and there was a bar and there was this like honky tonk bar. Yeah. And it was 
completely packed. It was like more like a 50 plus crowd, right? But just dancing their asses off and everybody's like so there's some clubs mm-hmm. that are like skew younger right? it's like a cover band playing right so yeah. this is like one of my favorite things about small towns and stuff yeah. is like sometimes you'll just go and it's like this band is rocking and it's <laughs> yeah. everybody from the town and it's yeah, like yeah. it's like judgment free zone and it's just really fun yeah. so everybody's like rocking out and Nick and decide we were like I'm gonna have a shot of tequila yeah. I know I have food poisoning yeah. but I haven't eaten anything yeah. and I don't I was like, I just need to warm myself up. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to do it. I think it'll be fine. And so, you know, Nick goes in there. And then what did that lady say to you? She goes, uh, uh, so it's a crowded bar. I get the shots of tequila. And she goes, and they're like dancing. And this woman turns to me and goes, I love tequila, but was swinging her arms and knocked my shots into my chest. <laughs> and she was like, oh, no, I love tequila. I kept dancing and her husband was like, dude, I'm so sorry, man. Let me get you some new shots. I was like, thanks. We're going to be outside. He's like, I'll bring them out to you. He was super cool. Anyways, he ended up bringing us two shots of tequila. We were just like outside. Nick came out. Like I was talking to some dude and I was just like, yeah, I just was in it. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to some dude. I, I, you know, and he was like, yeah, these guys come out. They come out every night week. You And I was like, yeah, we were going to hang out and watch him. And he's like, oh, their set's almost over. You got to get here way earlier than that. And he's like, I come here every, you know, he's like telling yeah. his whole life story, where yeah. he lives and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then we're sitting there and then Nick comes out and he's just like covered in tequila. <laughs> and then we get these shots and I took the shot. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Not a great idea if you have food poisoning. <laughs> Well, the rest of the story sort of uh, writes itself, I guess. We, <laughs> we got home. We got home. Uh, you know, we we had an experience. Do you have any, um, I don't know, lessons learned? <laughs> Gosh, do I have any lessons learned? I would say be kind to yourself. Yes. I think that this, I think that we are, um, I'm, just coming to terms with the fact that we're kind of like drama kids, uh-huh. right? Like theater kids. Mm-hmm. And then we had kind of a dramatic experience. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I think the pandemic has made our world very small mm-hmm. and now it's getting bigger. Yeah. And so it's definitely a little bit harder for me to be in touch with my priorities. Mm, like in terms of like seeing the forest <clears throat> for the trees sort yeah. of thing. Like yeah. I think, like the you were more stressed i think than i was during this trip in terms of it just like being overwhelming for you it got the better of me in ways that i wasn't i don't want to say like i'm not proud of that because it's like you know no it's like not but i but it did get the better of me i wanted to rise to the occasion but even using that language it's like rise to what occasion like being fine in mexico yeah right i mean the truth is we're just like incredibly lucky. Yeah. You know, we got to do this incredible thing and you know, it was a kind of a last hurrah. We're going to be starting a bunch of work coming up that is not like we wouldn't be able to do that. And like, I think in the moment my problem was, I actually wasn't as overwhelmed. Like I felt like, okay, we got sick and then it was just a little lingering. <laughs> so you're saying I was your problem. No, no, no. My problem was I could not stop thinking like that if I didn't do write these episodes of mm-hmm. our podcast that yeah. I would be um, 
like that like it was really hard for me to let that go yeah and to understand like this isn't practical yeah and it's kind of like not good for my mental health and this is just like absurd but it took me a really long time to like like let that go and real like really realize what was happening and i think that's where i was getting a lot of my it was like a Mm self-imposed sort of thing Mm -hmm. and then when i let that go i really felt like present and and yeah and to be honest like everything was i like a good adventure so like i mean if you look at the scope of the trip for me it was like landing incredible like quality family time yeah that was really really special totally and felt amazing yeah and then getting really sick with covid like there's something about that that's like ripping the band-aid off <laughs> you know it's like this thing that's been looming forever and it happened yeah and we were fine you know i mean we got pretty sick but i mean we didn't have to go to the hospital or anything right like that. Yeah. we were very lucky in that regard we're lucky to have our health you know that was an adventure it was kind of crazy to be you know i kept thinking of like um uh, Gabriel Garcia, uh, Garcia Marquez, uh-huh. like, like the love in the time of cholera thing, yeah. you know, or then it was, everyone w- had to go home and we were just in these like mosquito tented, beautiful, <laughs> like veranda yeah. bed style <laughs> things and just yeah. kind of like quarantining in this paradise. And then we went on a crazy, like now we're going to be digital nomads yeah. and we got like a booking to finish like until we get our negative PCR test because we couldn't fly out. Yeah. Right? We were just, we were literally just, there was nothing you could do about it. Yeah. So even if we weren't contagious anymore, we were outside of that window. Like it took forever to get this clear PCR test. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, now we're not sick anymore. Let's, you know, be digital nomads and be super productive. And that just stutter stepped and stutter stepped and <laughs> yeah. stutter stepped. It's like day three of just being inside. I remember I, I was desperately, like, we have to stop this. Yeah. I desperately wanted it to work yeah, because right. I think I've been fantasizing about it totally. for a long time. And I keep thinking like, oh man, you know, if this podcast starts like escalating and like our numbers get a little bigger, wouldn't yeah. it be amazing if we could like go and live somewhere else and do this thing? Totally. And it didn't, turn out the way that I had been fantasizing about and so like that was my that thing of like gotta make it work you Mm -hmm, know felt like mm -hmm. it wasn't just podcasting it was like would that life even be real right you know and it was like if I can't make this happen in a pretty fairly navigate like navigatable city with like you know good electronic stores like if I can't make this happen here right like is this impossible? And that was kind of like upsetting and, right. you know, holding on to that for so long. Right. Well, we also, you know, we also learned why, what it would take to make that work in the future. And well, I think so. Everything. And then also like, you know, I think the stress of that spilled over, but I also yeah. realized like, you know, I was spending all of my time inside. Even when we yeah. were in the Alapa, like the yeah. first two or three days, yeah. I was just like, obsessed obsessing yeah and then i was like why do i just feel so i felt like i had a pit in my stomach and stuff wasn't working and then i was just like what am i doing (laughs) like what am i doing you know what i mean like this is not going to nothing will be ruined 
if you just take this time to like look around and see where you are, you're in this insane, weird paradise, paradise <laughs> yeah. with all this like crazy. I mean, my favorite thing is weird social dynamics. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I love like trying to be like, what's that guy about? Yeah, yeah. Like, and there was so much, you know, strange and wonderful, like culture and, you know, interpersonal weirdness and tension yeah. and like fun like we made our friend yeah harris like we never make friends <laughs> yeah i mean we do but i i was like so excited with like went out to dinner yeah with yeah. harris and like yeah. saw his palapa <laughs> and like i tried to find his bat he had a scorpion did roll up at his uh did, did walk in on him he we've, we ran into him one night and he was like okay so i just had my first scorpion run in <laughs> he was like i mean and we had so much fun and i've been yeah. emailing him like i don't know two times a week for since <laughs> we yeah, were, he's your best friend. I now. love Harris. I <laughs> yeah. love him, and he's so funny and great. And yeah. it, it was like there was just this moment where we embraced it, and we were like, you know, I was just talking to people yeah. and meeting people, and like you were so great and like such a joy. And oh, that's nice. Thanking everybody that you appreciated, mm. like you had so much joy. You're just like going back in the kitchen, being like, "You guys, this is so good." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just like such a funny, like uh, great thing, you know. Yeah. And even getting food poisoning, I I had just made the shift into just, you know, being present and in the moment. Yeah. And like, even when I was sick at that last day, I was like, "Well, let's see what happens." You were fun. I was fine. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't feel rushed. I mean, the only thing was is we were like, did we get some other strange, like, Yalapa strain of COVID? I know, I know. know? No, was, no, I definitely had a pit in my stomach. So I learned a couple. Of, I You said the important lessons. I'll just throw in two <laughs> practical things. One, man, stay hydrated, people. You got to drink the Pedialytes down there. I realize they are like 63% of your sugar for the day or yeah, something we were drinking like four a day <laughs> we i was drinking... cutting mine with water because i was like damn these are sugary yeah but uh you gotta stay hydrated a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of water a lot of pedialyte mm-hmm. and um also for the record i personally will not be traveling anywhere where you can't return if you have covid until that changes until something changes. i'm not doing any more international you have to be negative to come home type travels again. Well, we we don't know. I, Listen, I'm that, not going to do that. That's fine. But I will add. Can I add something? I'm not saying I'm not. Yes. Can I add something to that? I'm not being that? negative. That's a positive thing I learned going forward. I know. But it's it's it has its own assumptions. And I'm just saying I mm-hmm. think that so much can change between now. Like right now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like in the next six months, probably like. I don't want to get stuck somewhere again. That was such a nightmare. <laughs> was a I mean, it wasn't a nightmare. It was wonderful. But I mean, like the idea the, of like, you can't go back home. It was, it was that, it was, yeah. You, you know, you're just like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like you're just, I, I hadn't considered it. I yeah. was just naive and didn't consider it. Yeah. But I think my point is, is like, we don't really know how this thing is going to go down. And I'm not going to not travel for like the yeah. next five years. I mean, you can say that, but you don't know. <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> like I'm driving to Croatia, Muriel. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, we have people we want to see. Yeah, I know. You know, Davey, I know you're listening. <laughs> no, I'm driving to Croatia. See, I'm going to drive to Poland. I'm going to drive to Brazil. I'm driving to Thailand. It's all road trips from here on out for yeah. me. 
Yeah. But I hear what you're saying. I mean, yeah. it's good to just like also be like, wow, that is something I just, I just didn't. Well, and also it's not fair because we got, we were vaccinated and we had just gotten boosted and I was not expecting that to happen. on. I know. Else. I didn't know that the boosters don't last that long. <laughs> I, I thought I was like, I was fully like, oh man, I'm triple vaxxed. Ready to go? Well, I was just talking to someone, and they were like, yeah, I mean, I just got Omicron, so like, I'm good for the next three months or whatever. I was like, oh, cool. Didn't you just get it like at Christmas? They're like, yeah. I was like, dude, I think your three months are up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I woke up this morning, and I was like reading an article about how people are getting like reinfected in six weeks. I mean, we, yeah. nobody knows what's going on. It's uh, all a crapshoot. But we did have an adventure, and it was the probably one of the most... I mean, that was an incredibly memorable trip. It's, I mean, it's just like the, the, a COVID experience for the history books, yeah, right. you know? And also just like a traveling experience. Hell yeah. yeah. And now we're back and I have to go do the GD laundry. I know. So I know, from Yalapa to the laundromat, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Thank, Thank you for listening. Shout out to Harris for sending in that voicemail. And uh, shout out to all you guys who sent us some uh, some love via Venmo while we were down there. A bunch of our listeners bought us drinks and stuff. We shouted you out on Instagram and just know you're deep in our hearts. And thank you for like also checking up on us. We got a yeah. bunch of great emails. We were like, we're sick. And we're, of course, we're doing this podcast and it's like kind of a diary of our life. Yeah. So we were just kind of saying what happened. But of yeah. course, that's a scary thing to say. And yeah. like, people were just so kind and and like caring and loving. And thank you to Joe and Molly for this like incredible experience. Yeah. And Virginia. Grandma Virginia, I love you so much. Don't know if you're listening, but if you are, I love you. Love you so much. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Okay. Lucky kids. Yeah, we're very lucky. Lucky 39-year-old kids. <laughs> All right. See you later. Happy birthday, Muriel. <laughs> but oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrow's will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing. No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have like a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. I'm balder than it. you. You are balder than me. Only on Bald Talk. Campfire. <laughs>